about death is uncomfortable. We think if we don't talk about it, it won't happen. Sadly, this isn't true. It's the only thing in life that we can be certain about. And because we don't talk about it, often we don't know what to do when we experience the death of a loved one. My name is Fiona Garvin and this is Deadly Serious Conversations. I'll be talking to a range of people who will share their knowledge and experience so we can learn how to make dying part of living. podcast I'm talking to Kayleen Ledger. Kayleen is a certified holistic life career and executive coach and a certified world-class speaking coach. After a career of 26 years in the public service she gave up her job to follow her passions and now shares her experience to coach and mentor others to overcome their fear of public speaking. Kayleen has written two books. The first is Speaking is Not Worse Than Death and From the Heart with Tears. In her book, From the Heart with Tears, she shares a simple process to help anyone prepare and deliver a eulogy with confidence in just a few days. In this episode, she will share some valuable hints and tips for those faced with the task of writing and delivering a eulogy for a loved one. Good morning, Kayleen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and for sharing your experience on writing a ceremony or writing a eulogy, I beg your pardon. So you've written a gorgeous little book called From the Heart with Tears. Would you like to share with us how you come to write this book? Yeah, I, I really wanted to do something to be able to help people at what is a really difficult time in their life. I've delivered four eulogies. The most recent was my dad's eulogy. And it's not an easy thing. In my family, I'm the go-to person for the eulogies because I'm comfortable speaking. Well, I'm comfortable now. 17 years ago, I had a fear of speaking and was terrified. But because I'm a confident speaker now and I can do presentations and training, my family a number of years ago, my dad's mum actually said, you can do my eulogy. My mum's parents, you can do my eulogy. And it just became a thing that I would be the one doing the eulogy because I was confident as a speaker. And I'll tell you, even being a confident speaker, delivering a eulogy is difficult because there's so much emotion involved in it. So the whole idea of putting this book together was to help people with some tips to make it easier for them. It's, it's a small book. It's little steps. I, I didn't want this big book. You don't have time to do a crash course on overcoming your fear of speaking or how to put a speech together. So the book really is, it's like my gift from my heart to other people to make their life easier at that time it's a real simple step-by-step process to help them make the choice to deliver a eulogy and then go through the process to be able to to stand there and deliver it on the day 
Absolutely. And it's one of those things that the better equipped you feel you are, the less overwhelmed because it's such an overwhelming experience and trying to think of everything and be prepared. And the more prepared you are, the more confident you feel that you can deliver it. So starting to write a eulogy, often people don't know where to begin and, and it's a really difficult task. Where, where do you start? When I look at the starting of the eulogy, there's two sides of it. One, I want to know the logistical side about when the service is going to be, uh, how long I have to speak. And I also check in, even when it was my own dad's funeral, I checked in with the rest of the family to see what type of things they wanted me to include and what things they didn't want me to include. So there's that side of getting started about knowing the service information and the expectations of the family because that's really important. Then the other side is identifying key information about the loved one that the service is for or the eulogy is for and knowing their personal details, tapping into things from their younger years uh, who their family were, where they went to school. It will depend on the age of the person that you're doing the eulogy as to how much information you want to share. I, I also like to include information from their family, their career business, if they've been employed, and hobbies and interests that they have. And one thing about this, I, I use a template. I have a simple template. I've actually set it up in a workbook. So I create a personal eulogy booklet for each person that I do the eulogy for. And one key is you don't have to know everything. In fact, it's good that you don't because you can then spend time with people that do have information. It will help you with your grieving process and then with their grieving process to talk. So have conversations, have a cup of tea with different people that knew this loved one and listen to their stories and take notes of their stories. So that's one big lesson when I work with people, I let them know you don't have to know it all. You can be the voice for other people as well. Um, something else I, I did uh, was, and, and I did it with my dad and I also did it with his mum, was I spoke to them because dad's mum, years before she passed away, she wanted me to do her eulogy. So we had a lot of time for me to talk. And I was able to capture her words and note them down. And then the same with my dad. We only had a short time with him. It was a 12-week period from diagnosis to him passing. And we talked and he was able to give me a message to give to the people that were there. And that just added a completely different level to the eulogy and you can't always do that because people do pass suddenly uh, or people don't want to talk about this but I would say if you're like me and you're the one that will do the eulogy normally um, or you know you'll be called upon 
keep your ears and eyes open and jot down stories and sayings and different things like that. But yeah, when it comes to writing the eulogy, no, you are writing it, but it doesn't all have to come from you. You can pull in other people's stories and ideas. And, and I actually think that makes a huge difference because when you're standing up there delivering the eulogy and somebody in the room knows that you've connected with their story, that just makes a huge difference for them. Oh, they're beaming with pride. Yeah. I see it all the time when someone's name is mentioned, you share that you've heard this story from Auntie Mary or whoever, you know, there's just a sense of pride that they've been recognized and that relationship has been recognized as well. So it's, it's lovely to include other people. Yeah. And one of, one of the learnings that I've had is regardless of the time in life the person's been here, there is so much more about that individual than you can include in what may be a four, a five, a 10 minute eulogy at a service. And that's okay because it's a special gift that all these stories that you've been able to pull together, all these phrases, you can put together and keep it for yourself or gift it to the family as well. And, you know, you can't say everything in that moment, but whatever you capture is a beautiful memory for, for those that love that person. Absolutely. And that is one of the things, unfortunately, with some of the funeral venues, you know, you're under really strict time frames and you might only have, depending on how long you've got, but it may not be a very long time, but there is an opportunity to share with the family their, someone's story at a later date and be able to expand on those a little bit further. So a lot of people find it very hard that they think a, they don't know everything and then they don't know where to start or B, they know too much and they don't know how to condense it. So it can be a little bit tricky trying to balance that, can't it? Oh, absolutely. And I really, the, I encourage people to try to use little stories that capture the essence of the person for different parts of their life rather than thinking, oh, I need to list job one, job two, job three, job four. You don't, you don't, it's not a resume. It's, it, it really isn't. Um, so yeah, try and look at a story that would show the type of person they were in the, in career or business, show a story about something that they liked in their life or something like that you know it, it just it shifts it and it's easier to tell a story than to list off all these different things that people have been you know because we've achieved so much and we've done so much um, stories will connect with people and really show who that person was yeah, I know in my job, if I'm writing the eulogy, often I'll share it with the family after the funeral, because one day, you know, depending on who it is, but say there's a grandchild or grandchildren, they might may want to look back and read pop story, you know, and, and see all the wonderful things that people have said about him. So it's good to have that documented. Absolutely. And we, for my dad's service, we, after the service, 
we had, during the service, we had photos displayed. And after the service, we took the photos and we put them in a photo book and we put the eulogy and the tributes in the photo book as well. So the whole family has this beautiful memory with the images as well as the, the eulogy and tributes that were said. It's just a nice keepsake. Absolutely. We're so used to keeping everything on our computers. Then when you go to look for something, you can't find it. Whereas it, as if, if it's a physical book or document, one day you might pull it out. Um, and, and that might take a long time before you feel ready to do that. And that's okay, but at least it's accessible rather than going through the emails and all of those things. So that's a beautiful idea. So Kayleen, is there any sort of practical advice that you could give anyone who may be preparing to deliver a eulogy? So anything practical that they could do to prepare for the day of actual delivery? Yeah, so when it comes to the eulogy itself, and you've probably typed out the eulogy and you've made a list of, not a list, you've kind of scripted what you're going to be saying, some things that I do is I do it with large font. So I use Arial 22. It's a simple font and it's big. And the reason being is if my eyes water up, I still want to be able to see. I also, as a speaker, I like to be able to make some eye contact with people. Now, you may find it difficult to do eye contact. If you do, a trick is look above at their, look at their hairline or look above their head. They'll think you're looking at them um, because I know looking at eyes, especially in that moment, can add to your emotion. Uh, but large font is a big thing that I do. I also do double spacing so that it's easier to read what is happening. Um, I can give speeches without using a script, but for a eulogy, I choose to have it in front of me because then I know I'm going to say what needs to be said. Uh, I always start the sentences on the first line. So for I think for my dad's eulogy, I had about 20 pages and I always print it single-sided. Uh, the reason being is that I can easily move the pages to the side when I'm finished and continue reading it. Um, if you're a visual person like me, I like to put a smiley face or a love heart on the corner page because it's hard doing it. And I like to have a little prompt to remind me of why I'm doing it. I know I've got everybody else in front of me at the service, but I like something just to give me that reminder of who I'm doing this for and what I'm doing it uh, about. I would also recommend that you number your pages because I've been known to drop them and <laughs> nothing worse, nothing worse than having to. These are just little tips to be able to help you have it prepared in a way that it will be easier to deliver. I would recommend reading it through out loud once or twice, but obviously take care of you. If it's really emotional and you're really struggling with it, maybe just do it once and know that you'll have the strength when it comes time to do it. If you can do it a few more times, do so, uh, because the more you read it through, the more comfortable you'll come with the words. Another trick that I used was 
I knew, especially at my dad's service, I knew that if I was saying, dad this, dad that, it was going to break me. So I use David, his, his first name, throughout the eulogy. And it was only when I was talking about the personal bit about my connection with dad that I use dad. And that was about protecting me in that moment so that I would be able to deliver this, the eulogy. So, and that's where reading it first will help you identify oh, that I'm going to struggle with that phrase. And I knew that. So that's where I went and I changed it to David, 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 and kept the bit that was from me to my dad as dad. Uh, so that, that that's a really valuable thing that I found helped me. Um, some tips for the day of the of the service. Take your notes with you, have them printed, make sure they're in your bag. Um, have some a bottle of water or a glass of water ready for where you are. Definitely have your own packet of tissues because we want to make sure you're okay for the service. If you can arrive early and introduce yourself to the celebrant and those that are leading the service because you may not have met with them beforehand. I like to take, I like to do that. I like to walk in. I like to see where I'll be delivering the eulogy. I, I do go, I personally go and stand behind the lectern so that I feel the space and I look out. For dad, his um, coffin was already in the room. So I had my moment with that. We also got to see the slideshow before everyone come. So just whatever we could do to make it easy for me to be able to deliver it. And take a moment before everything starts just for yourself. Even if it is just sitting down and shutting your eyes and focusing on your breath for a few minutes, uh, just look after you. You are there and you are going to do an amazing job of doing this eulogy for the person you're honouring and for everyone else in the room. But take a moment to look after you as well because you're special and you've got to look after you. And then have a seat, if you can, at a place where it'll be easy to get up to the lectern. So they're just some of my tips to help you yeah, and that's yeah. a wonderful, you know, all great suggestions. I particularly love the one about coming up to the lectern beforehand, before everyone comes in. Often that moment of just being there for a few seconds can take that overwhelming surge of emotions that you might find, you know, when you actually get up to deliver the eulogy. If you've done it beforehand, you just, it may soften that a little bit. And absolutely, just take, the doors don't have to be opened until everyone's ready. So just take some time and yeah just space to allow yourself to prepare for it because it, it is a big deal to to get up and deliver beautiful eulogy so yeah look after yourself the other thing for me I often say to anyone who is getting up to speak to be prepared that there is a bit of a a bit of a process that you'll go through most people and I'm sure you might agree Kayleen is when you get up it can be very overwhelming that surge of emotions but usually what happens is most people become more comfortable 
through the middle and then at the end can be very very hard to finish and so just to recognize that that's okay it is a funeral and emotion is allowed and to give yourself permission that you can get emotional about it but everyone is there to support you yeah I I totally agree and I know when I was delivering dads I was I think I was only on the second page and I started to shake and that's one of my nervous reactions when I had the fear of speaking and it came back right at that moment and what I did is I pushed my finger down to where I had that image at the top the heart and just push my finger in and there's something about pushing your fingers together or down or pushing your toes in the ground that can help you get control of that nervous moment. Uh, The other thing, like when I had to deliver dad's words, that was the hardest part for me. And you just take that moment to breathe. You're human. You can have emotions and it is okay to have those tears. And if you do break, that's okay. Just focus on your breathing and breathing in and breathing out and take a minute and then you'll be able to continue and you know if it is too hard you've always got somebody there the celebrant to be able to step in and help you if needed but I I do I found with everybody I've seen when when they let the tears come and then they take that moment of breath and then they go through and read it out again it's easier and it's okay that's why I called the book from the heart with tears because it is so heartfelt and tears are okay we have to give ourselves permission that you know we don't have to keep those tears suppressed a few little tips I have is um you know that little fleshy bit between your thumb and your forefinger is a great little acupuncture point so if you can squeeze that or if you put the tongue on the top of your the roof of your mouth or wiggle your toes can also help but also you mentioned about someone else taking over it is a great idea to bring someone up just for company so that you don't feel so vulnerable I mean you've just got a presence beside you they don't have to deliver it for you but it's just for some people it's comforting to have a support person there just in case and the celebrant I can say the celebrant's always ready to step in but often what happens is we might just read a couple of sentences and then you might feel up to continuing it so it's just to give you a bit of a breather so absolutely So we could probably talk about this all day, Kayleen. Um, Thank you for sharing your knowledge. So where can we find your book? Yeah, so uh, my website, www.kayleenledger.com.au. Wonderful. And your book's available on there as well, is it? Yeah, I've got a a page with my books there and you can get that. But they are available on Amazon and different online bookstores, but you can go through my webpage if you like. And that way you can download the workbook that goes with it as well. Great idea. And I'll put the title in the show notes as well. So the big question is, Kayleen, are you a tea or a coffee drinker or neither? (laughs) I am so on the fence. I love my black chai tea. Oh, black chai. Yeah, but I also love my coffee with coconut milk. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
so you're I'm on the fence, <laughs> both sides. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Well, it's just been wonderful sharing a cuppa with you today. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us. It is great to have a few tools in your toolkit to help prepare for this moment. Um, so thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you.